Hey legends, how the hell are ya? Good to have ya, good to, good to be here. Everything's good, no complaints. Welcome back. Episode 33. Episode 33. That's one episode for every year I've been alive. The film Virgin means a lot to me that you're here today. I'm going it alone. So I know anyone who's listening to this is a true fan of me and the podcast. So I appreciate you and I love you. I love you more than all those other pretend listeners who just come along every now and then. You're the heart and soul, you listening to this. You're my reason for being. Well, I mean, I like you. I appreciate you. That's what I'm saying. Good job. Keep it up. All right, today, it's a pretty special episode. I'm watching Made in Manhattan. If you haven't seen it and you have no interest in seeing it, well, don't worry, because in about 40 minutes' time, you're going to know every single thing that happens in the film. Uh, so I hope you enjoy that. There's not really much else to say. Should we just get into it? It's just going to be more of this, you know? It's just me talking at you. You've got a solid sin of me talking at you, and I hope you enjoy it, and I appreciate you for giving it a go. Alrighty, here it is. It's me. It's J-Lo. It's made in Manhattan. God, I love J-Lo. You'll pick that up as you listen to the episode. Alrighty, I'll talk to you at the end. Enjoy! Yes, mates. All right. You know the score. It's Friday night, and I'm home alone. I'm going to spend it talking to you legends, which is what I uh, call myself, all the voices in my head. I'm just making myself a cuppa, decaf. Oat milk. Do you want to know my... So I have one cup of regular tea a day. Have that in the morning. And then if I get the hankering, I go to decaf. I go to decaf thereafter. Oat milk. Splash of oat milk. And the missus got me into the honey. I have a bit of honey in there as well. PG tips for the decaf. Yorkshire for the regular. I'm on decaf now. It's 930 in the evening, Friday night. We'll see if I get through a whole film. I might be able to. I have been out. I was out momentarily. Well, I was out for a little bit. I've not just been in all Friday. I went to see some friends, briefly. Not late, though. God, it's too windy outside. Just got the bus back from, um, uh, where, where was I? I was like Haggerston? Haggerston? What's that? East London? North East London? Got the bus, the 141, to uh, Finsbury Park, where I live, where I am now. There was a... Uh, I might have a sip of my tea, actually. Just give me a sec. Oh, yeah, that's still quite hot. That is quite hot. Yeah, what was I saying? There was a woman. There was a woman on my bus. An old woman. An old uh, woman from the Caribbean. I was going to say Jamaica, but I don't know for a fact she was from Jamaica. She's from the Caribbean. And she... It was quite a crowded bus, Friday night. 9.15. And she just stood up and told us all about how great God is. Told us about how God had changed her life. And how he could change ours as well. And i got to say, I was on board. I was like, this sounds really good. 
Like I'm not I'm not a I'm not a religious person. But I'm not like a strict atheist or anything. I think I don't really know the meanings of them all. I think what I would be would be agnostic. Which I think just means I'm like whatever. Like yeah, maybe. Sure. Have fun. You have your god and and I'll just be like whatever. I think that's what that means. I'm like, oh, like if someone's like, oh, actually there's definitely a God. Here, like, here he is. I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, I said that might happen. I think that's what agnostic means. I'm going to look it up. A person who believes that nothing is known or can be known of the existence or nature of God. I think that's basically what I just said. So I think that's what I am. But anyway, this woman was talking, this woman from the Caribbean who loves God. And I was like, God, that... I don't know. That's not a pun, is it? That's just me saying God. I was like, geez, that, oh, Jesus, well, I think that's short for Jesus. I was like, holy dooly, this God sounds all right. He's done what for your life? That sounds incredible. And he do that for me. But then she said, uh, but even if you don't believe in God, and even if you don't love God, he still loves you. So I was like, well, that takes the pressure off me. I don't really have to make any sort of decision. He's just loving me anyway. That means three people love me now, hey? <laughs> Am I right? Uh, anyway, she was really sweet. And she just said her thing, and she was just doing a bit. I mean, maybe her church told her to, or obviously her God told her to. But she just said her thing, and then she sat down and enjoyed the rest of her ride with um, the love of God flowing through her veins. So that's how I got home, and that's what I've done so far this evening. Um, but I'm here now, and I'm going to watch a film. I, uh, I'm going for a second sip of this tea. It's probably cooled down a bit now. Mmm. How do you like that? How do you like listening to someone drink? It's probably not a very pleasant experience. Unlike this tea, very pleasant, very tasty. I was running low on oat milk, so I upped the dose of honey, so it's quite sweet. A little bit too sweet, actually. Anyway, I'll still drink it, because I don't like to waste things. Um, So I'm going to watch a film. I know this is pointless because... You already know what film I'm going to watch, but I don't know what I'm going to watch yet. I'm going to figure it out right now. I'm on a film streaming site, and I don't care what anyone says, I want to watch a rom-com. I want to watch a shitty, slightly well-known rom-com. So I'm going to go on to, well, the genre is romantic films. And then I assume there'll be like a subsection that's rom-coms. Again, I'll edit this so it's quite snappy. Oh no, I'm not going to watch that. Fuck that. Hell yes. Okay, hell yes. Alright, between you and I, I was secretly hoping this film was going to be on here. But this is really what I want to watch. I think it's a film we're going to all enjoy watching together. I'm going to watch Made in Manhattan. (laughs) Yes, please. Yes, J-Lo. Yes. All right. God, things are looking up. Maybe God does exist. Am I right? Made in Manhattan. I'm going to look it up. It's J-Lo Obbs, but who else is in it? I think I just saw Ray Fiennes. It is Ray Fiennes. Oh, in fact, that's the only other person in it. That I know. Stanley Stanley Tushy. I know him. The others I don't know. Tyler Posey. 
Anyway, Made in Manhattan, not the strongest ratings on the online uh, rating websites. The story of Marissa Ventura. Ventura. It's the second Ventura I've had on this podcast. A single mother born and bred in the boroughs of New York City. She's still Jenny from the block. Don't be fooled by the rocks that she's got. Some naughties pop music for uh, any of the younger listeners who don't know. Or older listeners. By a twist of fate and mistaken identity, Marissa meets Christopher Marshall, played by Rafe Fiennes, heir to a political dynasty, or dynasty, who believes that she is a guest at the hotel. Oh, she's a cleaner though, is she? She's a maid. I literally just said that two sentences ago, but I'd already forgotten. Fate steps in and throws the pair together. For a magical night of romance, when Marissa's true identity is revealed, the two find that they are worlds apart. Okay, so this is a Cinderella story, isn't it? Is that, like, is it actually... What do you call that? An allegory. Is that right? Let me look that word up. Won't have to go far from agnostic in the dictionary to find that one. Allegory. Story poem or picture that can be interpreted to reveal a hidden a hidden meaning typically a moral or a political one anyway this sounds like cinderella made in manhattan so he's gonna meet her and he's gonna be like oh you're a rich lady who's at this hotel that i'm at because i'm rich as well and she's like yep that's me let's have a night of romance and then afterwards she's gonna have to go back to cleaning he's gonna be like Where's that uh, rich lady? I don't, why don't I see her anymore? Just because she'll be like scrubbing the toilet. Here we go. The film was originally titled The Chambermaid and then Uptown Girl. It was described as a Cinderella-type story. Oh my god, it was originally supposed to star Hilary Swank. I haven't seen much of Hilary Swank lately. John Hughes is the film's director. He's a famous director, isn't he? Oh my god, he did everything. Oh, he wrote. He wrote loads of things. He directed a few things. The, he, he directed Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The Breakfast Club, heard of that. A few others. But he wrote... Hang on, I think he wrote a film that I've watched on this podcast. He wrote Home Alone. I mean, that's the only one. He wrote this as well. Oh, he didn't direct this. God, I'm an idiot. He wrote this. I mean, I'm not an idiot, I don't be that hard on myself, but I mean, I can be an idiot. Sometimes I'm idiotic, I'd say. Let's say sometimes I'm idiotic, but I wouldn't say as a whole I would be labelled as an idiot. I'm clumsy. I'm um, sensitive. Wayne Wang. Wayne Wang is the director of this film written by the guy whose name I've just forgot. John Hughes. Geez, sorry, I think I'm falling down a uh, Google hole here. Uh, all right, so I'm going to watch Made in Manhattan. It's going to be bloody excellent. Uh, so I wonder if it's going to be another love interest or it's just going to be... Hang on, it's just going to be a Cinderella story, isn't it? They'll like each other and then they won't... Oh, is he going to actually have to try and find her? I guess so. I guess so... Yeah, it's going to be all about if you're a cleaner, you can still get rich if you marry a rich man. I think that's going to be the main message of the film. And I think we can all get on board with that. 
Am I right? Just a joke. Just a joke to any cleaners listening. You can achieve anything you set your mind to. Except for probably, I don't know, well, I never ended up captain in the Australian cricket team. And I still have my mind set on that most of the time. So maybe not quite anything, but anything within reason that you set your mind to, you can achieve. Not just clean as anyone, anyone listening. That, that's my message to all of you, dear listeners. Don't be fooled by the rocks that I've got. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the block. Or is it blocks? Don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the block. Used to have a little, now I have a lot. No matter where I go, I know where I came from. Open brackets, from the Bronx, close brackets. Which I think is next to Manhattan. So she came from the Bronx, she was made in Manhattan. Okay, and we got that settled. Right, I'm just going to watch Made in Manhattan. Uh, and then I'm probably going to listen back to this later and think, wow, I really rambled a lot there. But hopefully you'll hear a nice, succinct, edited version down to a solid three minutes or so. Alrighty, here I go. Made in Manhattan. It's going to be great. I just know it. Hey, Mom, this is Chris. He's got a giant grey dog named Rufus. And if you say okay, I'm going to go walk with him, okay? Hello. Hi. Let's not forget, I'm a kid and I need fresh air. Please, can I go, Mom? Please, please. I'm Chris Marshall. Caroline. You want your coat? What? The weather could be so tricky here. Weren't you just saying what a beautiful day it was? Oh, you're going out? Weren't you saying how you wanted to stretch your legs? Yeah. Well, uh, if your husband wouldn't mind. Um... She doesn't have a husband. Alrighty, made in Manhattan. So I haven't seen the magical night of romance just yet but uh fate has thrown j-lo and rafe together j-lo's a maid in manhattan she works at the beresford hotel uh and rafe's a a guest there i guess a lot of things will happen for them to get a so j-lo's got this son who's obsessed with uh, Richard Nixon, it seems. We'll come back to that. JLo is a maid and she was cleaning the room of this um, woman, this sort of like snobby socialite type woman who had lots of expensive clothes and kept like sending her on errands, even though she wasn't supposed to go on errands. So she was in this woman's room a few times. And then when the woman wasn't there, J-Lo and another maid were in there and the other maid was like, try on her outfit, try on her outfit, it's such a nice outfit, it's um, Dolce and Gabbana, $5,000 white suit, when we ever get to wear clothes like this, try it on, try it on, so she's like, oh, for goodness sake, if it'll shut you up, I'll try on this stupid suit. So she's trying it on. Oh, meanwhile, she's got her son at work for the day, the one who's obsessed with Richard Nixon, because uh, the dad's an, a deadbeat, uh, and also they probably just didn't want to get another actor, um, unless he comes into it later, I don't know. But he's he was supposed to have it for the weekend, but he's not there. So the son's at work as well. Anyway, the son gets in the lift to go up and see his mum, but Ray Fiennes gets in the lift with his dog... And they travel and live together. And 
the son starts talking to Ray Fiennes because he knows he's a politician and he starts talking about Richard Nixon. And anyway, the son like endears himself to Rafe and the son's like, if my mum says, it's okay, can I come with you when you walk your dog? It's a pretty cool dog. And it was a cool dog. It's like a silver dog, grey silver, big dog. I don't know what's, what type it was. Big one though. And Rafe's like, yeah, man, for sure. You know a lot about Richard Nixon. I can see we, we could have a good friendship. You as a 10-year-old and me as a 40-something-year-old politician. Let's go ask your mum. So they head upstairs to ask the mum, knock on the door. Rafe obviously doesn't know that the mum's a maid. It's kind of the whole plot to the story. Knocks on the door. Lo and behold, there's J-Lo, dressed to the nines in a in her Dolce and Gabbana, looking fly as hell. Rafe can only assume that she's a guest there, naturally. He convinces her to come out for a walk. She, so she's just basically... I don't know how she's just gotten out of the hotel. Actually, it was perilous. Her manager was almost... Uh, well, her manager was in the lift with her and she had to hide from him and she got out somehow. And anyway, they went for a walk. There's a bit of chemistry or whatever. But at the end, she was like, it was nice to meet you. I've got to go. It's complicated, she said. It's complicated, which I think is the name of another rom-com like this. And he like asked her on a date and she was like, nah, mate, can't do that. I've got to go do some cleaning. She didn't tell him that, though. Uh, and that's where we're at now. So obviously, Rafe's going to be persistent. And J-Lo's going to have to steal some more clothes to go on a date. It's 2002. 2002 J-Lo. I was, what, 16. There was a real J-Lo obsession swept through the the boys at my high school. Possibly a bit earlier than that. Possibly around 2000, late 90s. Sort of 13, 14-year-old boys. We all loved J-Lo. We loved J-Lo. And we probably loved Britney Spears as well. As in poster girls, not their art so much. Uh, so it's good stuff. New York looks quite nice. Nice and, I don't know, summery, spring perhaps. Very leafy and green. I'm just looking at uh, Jenny from the Block again. That song has got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 14 songwriters credited to it. I mean, it's a it's a fine song, you know? It's plenty fine. It's, actually, it's pretty long, I guess, but one, two, three, four, five. It's got four, four verses and four choruses, but the choruses are all the same. So that's, what, four verses and one chorus. 14 people that took. Goodness me. I mean, who am I to judge? I've never written a pop. It's the same year. Released the same year. I've never released a pop hit, though. Jeez, big year for J-Lo, wasn't it? Good on you, J-Lo. Let's see what else we can find about J-Lo. J-Lo, born in the Bronx. We already knew that. She's J-Lo just turned 50. Happy birthday, J-Lo. J-Lo had her 50th birthday in late July. Good on her. Years, uh, years active, 1986 till present, same as me. Net worth, $320 million. Goodness me, that's quite a bit. Wow, she's been married three times and she's engaged to a fourth partner who is a former baseball player. All right. Well, geez, we've got a lot in common, J-Lo. I mean, I've never been engaged to a baseball player, but I like baseball, so I'm sure it's much the same. 
Shayna was selected as a backup dancer for New Kids on the Block in 1991. Jeez, yeah, JLo's a great dancer, isn't she? Goodness me, JLo's got some bloody skill and she's had some, I don't know, different strings to the bows of her career. Alright, I'll come back to some more JLo facts a bit later. Shall I continue with Made in Manhattan? Is that what I'm watching? Uh, Ray Fiennes is just going to relentlessly pursue JLo, I think. JLo is also interested in getting a promotion at her work, so that's going to come into it. I think she was about to go for a meeting with her manager. Good or bad, I'm not too sure. It might go bad. There might Some things might go against JLo for a little while here. And I imagine she's going to end up with Ray Fiennes. I think that's how Cinderella ends. I don't really remember Cinderella, but I assume that in those fairy tales, the prince always ends up with the woman, right? Is that right? I think so. Most of them were written by men, I imagine. And us bloody men, we're irresistible, aren't we? All right, on that note, let's continue Made in Manhattan. We've just had a makeover. J-Lo's gone from zero to hero, with all due respect, J-Lo. She's all dolled up, and she's on her way to the ball to meet Rafe. But how did we get there? That's a good question. I'm not really sure what's just happened. There was this whole bit where Rafe invited J-Lo to lunch, to have lunch with him in his suite, but he thought her name was Caroline Lane... Who is the, which is the name of the woman who's actually staying in the room where J-Lo was when they met each other, the one that J-Lo tried her clothes on. So this Caroline Lane woman got the invite and she was like, what, hunky Ray Fiennes, high-powered politician, dreamboat, wants me to come for lunch with him? Yeah, hell yeah. I haven't seen him in a year and a half, but I'm pretty sure he fancied me. How could he not? I have blonde hair and legs. Like... Definitely tell him I'll be there. So Rafe finds out that Caroline is coming to lunch with him, and he's like, "Oh hell yeah, J Lo's coming for lunch. Can't wait." I've been fantasizing about those Latino hips. Yes, please. See you soon, J Lo. So he can't wait. He's bloody psyched to the max about it. But then, meanwhile, J Lo, the actual J Lo, not the. <laughs> not the, any other J-Lo um, J-Lo the maid is working and she actually has to work in the room you wouldn't believe it in his room to like serve the lunch and prepare the cutlery and um, glasses and and shit and pour the water so she's in there and then blonde leggy Caroline she arrives and she's just just She's none the wise. She's like, oh, darling, I'm so glad you invited me. I, I thought we had a connection. And he's like, who the shit are you, man? I was expecting J-Lo. Where the fuck's J-Lo? And then sexy Latino hips. 
she's got nice hips, I guess. I don't know. Um, uh, but he he doesn't say it as much. He's like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna have like he thinks he's in some sort of freaky fantasy thing. He's like, yeah, I guess I'll have lunch with this lady then. Uh, and meanwhile, J Lo's like, God, I can't be seen, and she's like covering her face with vases and things like that. And the butler's in there, Bob Hoskins. He's a good dude. And he's kind of like covering for J-Lo because Rafe's like, mate, this isn't, this isn't J-Lo. Where the fuck's J-Lo? She's like this, um, he, he described her as this Mediterranean-looking woman with a kid. And Bob Hoskins like, I don't know, when actually J-Lo is literally stood behind him at the time. So he's like, you, you can leave. Get out of here, J-Lo. I'll cover. And so she survives that. And then... She's walking home and Rafe and Stanley Tushy, his uh, assistant or whatever he is, uh, are driving past her in the car and, and he's like, who the shit was that blonde leggy woman? That's not J-Lo. Where's, where the friggin' heck's J-Lo? Oh, shit, there's J-Lo. And so he sees J-Lo and he's like, pull over, pull over. And then he goes and says, what the heck's going on? Are you Caroline or what? And like... Because J-Lo's never actually said she was Caroline. He's just always called her Caroline, I think, because that's who's in the room or something like that. Because she's like, I've never, t- I haven't technically told him a lie. Told him a lie? <laughs> she hasn't told him any lies. And he's like, you've got to come to this ball with me. You've got to come to the ball with me. And she's like, nah, I, I can't do that. I, I don't want to, like, do that. And then... He's like, well, give me your number, I'll call you. And she's like, no, how about you give me my number and I will and I can call you. And then Stanley Tushy's like, here, you can have my card, you can call me if you want. And her son's there. And, she's, and he's like, what's your surname? And she doesn't go to say it, but her son tells him the surname, Ventura. And he's like, okay. And so we don't actually know... If, well, actually, I think we do, but I think Stanley Tushy's found out now that she's just the maid there. Not just, like, not to disrespect maids, but she's the maid there. She's not some rich person that they thought she was. Much love to all the maids listening. So anyway, Tushy's found out that she's the maid, I believe, and he's gone and he's found Bob Hoskins and he's like, Bob Hoskins, can you invite that woman, J-Lo, the real J-Lo, to this uh, Met Ball... Rafe wants to to go with her because Rafe was like, if you get J Lo to to Stanley Tushy, Rafe was like, if you get J Lo to come to the Met Ball, then I'll definitely go and I'll and I'll do whatever the heck you want me to do, like all above the board, like in the, like a political sense. So Tushy's done that, but meanwhile, earlier on, J Lo's mates, J Lo like, wants to be a manager at the hotel but has never actually applied, so J-Lo's mates applied for her. And lo and behold, she's a hotshot, and they're like, yeah, we don't usually put maids into management positions, but in your case, we're willing to make an exception because you're uh, Jenny from the block. So she's got that hanging over her. So Hoskins is like, do you really want to be a manager here? And she's like, yeah, shit, yeah, that's the thing I want most apart from, like, you know, my health and the happiness of my family and um, all the rocks that I've got. And he's like, well, I think you should go to the Met Ball and then never see Rafe again. Rafe finds Chris Wallace or whatever his name is. And she's like, all right, okay, yeah, that's that's a good point. And then she had the big makeover scene. And she, meanwhile, she's been talking about this, like, connection 
This is the big problem. There's no chemistry between JLo and Rafe, if, uh, if you ask my honest opinion. I don't see it. But you know what? They could prove me wrong. We've got the, uh, the, the Met Ball to come now. The, the Night of Romance. There still hasn't been... I've only got half an hour left in the film. There hasn't been any romance yet. But maybe they'll, they'll get it together. One funny thing that I wrote down that happened... <laughs> so, when J-Lo and um, Rafe went for a walk in the first bit, there was like a paparazzi in the park. And he's taking photos of them. And in uh, the... the like tabloid paper the next day the front cover was Rafe and J-Lo in the park obviously though J-Lo had her head turned so you couldn't actually see it was her and she freaked out about it and then it went to Rafe seeing it with Stanley Tushy and Stanley Tushy was like what the shit is this like I knew you shouldn't have taken him for a, a walk and he said something along the lines of he was like he said something like everyone should be worrying about your political assets not hers and Rafe said well, they're fantastic assets, don't you think? It was funny at the time. I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a good uh, smarmy line. But yeah, that's basically where I'm at. I've, I've got the last half hour to go now. The ball, the big ball, she's already she's turned into Cinderella. Or is, I mean, Cinderella's always Cinderella, isn't she? She's turned into the princess. Is that, is that what happens in Cinderella? I don't know. She's... She's all glammed up because she knows all like the, the, the workers in Manhattan where she's a maid. Um, I don't know if you know this film set in Manhattan. She's been able to sort of get lots of loans. So she's been able to loan like a fancy dress and some very expensive jewellery and stuff like that because she knows all the people that work in the department stores and things like that. So, you know, it's like Cinderella. It's a Cinderella story. Very Cinderella-esque, I think we can all agree. She has this stuff, and then I guess at the end of the night, she turns into a pumpkin, or whatever it is that happens in Cinderella. Like, all her clothes will fall off, and there's something something to do with, like, a rat. Is that Are there rats in Cinderella? Do they turn into horses or something? I don't know, but it's going to be like that. Like, her face will all melt off, and she'll turn back into a maid, basically, when the clock strikes 12. So I guess that's what's going to happen now. That's my prediction. <laughs> As I just—I mean, I've just thrown a bunch of words together there, one after the other. I guess. Well, what's going to happen is Rafe's going to find out that she's not who he thinks he is, and still be like, "Yeah, but like, I want your Latino hips. I don't really—I don't really care about that. Like, I've got loads of money anyway. I just want the those sweet J Lo hips, please. You know." So I can't wait to find out what she says. I think she'll probably say yes. Although I th- she's going to s- end up managing the hotel though, isn't she? That would be dumb if she didn't. So she's going to still live her life and have her job, but maybe she'll get to... I'm pretty sure at the end of Cinderella, she gets with the prince or whoever it is Rafe finds that has the shoe. I wonder if there will be a shoe thing. Maybe she'll lose her shoe. Anyway, there's some strong predictions for you. Okay, I'm going to finish off Made in Manhattan. Bring it on, j Hello? Hi. Hi. Oh, look. Can we start over? Second chance, second date, 
leave me no secrets. What do you think? And they lived happily ever after. Just like I assume Cinderella did with the guy who found her shoe. They did it. They survived. Well, God, it wasn't without its twists and turns, though. Didn't think they were going to for a while. We started back at the ball. I wrote down a quote. J-Lo said to Rafe, you and me can't go beyond this evening. <laughs> Try that again. You and me can't go beyond this evening. Rafe said, well, then you should have worn a different dress. Oh, what? She was wearing a pretty nice dress. <laughs> she looked pretty great. Oh, J-Lo, to be fair. She tried to run off. He chased after her, gave her a smooch, and next thing, bit of hanky-panky, bit of late-night lovin' back in the hotel. Harmless stuff, you'd think. Oh, no, next morning, the real Caroline sees J-Lo coming out of Rafe's suite, and she's like, what the devil? The maid's in the thing, and she's wearing real people clothes this can't be right so she goes to the manager and is like there's something fishy with this maid I think she's like stealing or something and so they look back at old security videos together and of course she sees J-Lo dressed in her $5,000 Gucci or Dolce and Gabbana suit and she's like that's my bloody suit mate what the shit's going on Uh, so next thing you know J-Lo gets the sack. Rafe finds out that J-Lo's the maid. Heaven forbid. He's there as well. He gets called upon. Bob Hoskins, the butler, he decides to quit. He's like, I can't deal with the way these people have treated you, J-Lo. And J-Lo's like, yeah, whatever, I'm out of here. Not to, not to Bob. She's like, thanks, Bob, that's really sweet of you. And to the rest of you douchebags, get stuffed, I'm out of here. None of you care about me. I'm just a lowly maid in your eyes. But Rafe's chasing her down the street like, what the flippin' X going on? Caroline. And she's like, my name's not Caroline, it's J-Lo. And he's like, all right, J-Lo, how would I know that? You, you told me it was Caroline. Why are you dressed as a maid? She's like, dude, I'm a friggin' maid. Didn't you just listen to what they all said back there? I'm the maid. I'm made in Manhattan. This film is about me. Made in Manhattan. Didn't you read the script? And Rafe's like, honestly, mate, I don't know what's going on. Like, was any of it real? And she's like, yeah, I friggin' fancy the pants off you mate literally but but it doesn't change the fact that I'm the maid if I, if you'd known that I was the maid you're you're too bloody rich and and white and handsome you wouldn't have looked twice at me so you know what do you want from me what am I going to do and he's like oh dude I'm really perplexed now I don't I, I'm not sure what's going on and she's like yeah well I'm going back to the Bronx don't be fooled by the rocks that I got so that was that, and then there was like, I don't really know, six months, she got, her mum shouted at her, she was like, you, what the hell do you think you're doing, you can't be with someone like him, and she's like, 
you don't, you put your limitations on me, mum, you old hag. <laughs> she, I think that bit was implied. And she's like, you just, and the mum's like, all you're good for is cleaning. You should just be a cleaner. And she's like, all right, mum, you're right. I'm just going to be a cleaner, but I'm going to go back to find a job at another hotel and I'm going to work my way out. Eventually I'll be a manager. I know I'm going to be a manager. I'm not just going to be a cleaner. Again, no disrespect to any cleaners out there. And so, yeah, then six months pass or something like that. Um, Rafe's running for senator. J-Lo's got a new job at a, another hotel. And then it's the 19th of December, six days before Christmas. And J-Lo's son's reading the newspaper. And he, he's like, Mum, Rafe's in town. And she's like, yeah, I don't care, like, whatever. And she, he's like, but he's going to be at your hotel. He's giving a press conference. And she's like, well, it's just a coincidence, you know. It doesn't mean anything special. It's time for you to go to school, put your turtleneck sweater on, and be a good boy. And so she, like, drops him off at school or whatever, or he just gets dropped off at school. No, mate, he got the bus. He got the school bus. She didn't drop him off. She had, she had to go to work herself. And then he's, like, walking to school, and he's like, nah, hang on a second. I've got a brilliant plan. So he's, like, skipping out on school and runs to the hotel where Rafe's giving a press conference. And then, basically, it was just the the scene at the end of Notting Hill where Hugh Grant interrupts the press conference to be like hey Julia Roberts do you want to get married or whatever he does but instead of it being like the people that are in the couple it's her son so the son like asks a question and he's like shouldn't you forgive someone if they lie and if they've got really sexy Latino hips and you really fancy them shouldn't you want to get back with them and Rafe's like yeah hot damn I do miss those sexy Latino hips I think I should forgive them. You're right, uh, Ty. You'll make a very good politician someday. Great speech. And then he goes and whispers like, is she here? I think he says that, which is weird. How does he know that she works? I don't know. He's got his sources. Anyway, and the kid's like, yeah, man, come on. I'll take you to my mum's sexy hips. And so they like run off together through the hotel and all the press are chasing after them because it was a press conference and Stanley Tushy's chasing him as well. And he's like, shit, Dan, this is another terrible idea, Rafe. But in the end, they get to, they get to J-Lo and um, they lock the door and he just smooches her. She, she's like, what are you doing here? And he just smooches her. It's the second time he's just thrown a smooch in her face. But fortunately, she's quite fond of him, I guess. So, well, apparently. So she's like, yeah, okay, let's have that smooch. And then the press get in. And now they're a couple, I think. I think they're just a couple now. And that was basically the end of the film. And then we just saw in the credits that um, Rafe did become senator. Oh, no, they, when they were kissing, it went on live news around New York or whatever, and the mum was watching, and she was like, that's my daughter kissing the rich white guy. And um, the other cleaners were like, oh, wow, look at that. If we find a rich guy, we don't have to be cleaners anymore. Like they were cheering for it on, as they watched on the TV as well. So there's that. Uh, and then, yeah, it does like a montage at the end and it shows that Rafe did become the senator. And I think it was saying that, like, it it wasn't really clear what J-Lo had become, but it's something to do with management, like hotel management, whether she was, like, just training people in it or something or if she'd actually become a manager of a hotel. But, yeah, she achieved her dream, maybe. I think so. 
and she's like rich now anyway. So so now don't be fooled by the rocks that she's got. She's still Jenny from the block, but she does definitely have those rocks now at the end because she found a rich guy. So I think that's probably the moral to the story, which I guess is probably the moral to Cinderella as well. Again, I don't really know Cinderella, but I think it's if you're really poor and have to clean for a living, find a rich man. So yeah, that's that. Okay, I'm going to see if I can find any uh, Made in Manhattan trivia facts. What's the internet got to say? All right, trivia. The film is loosely based around a true story. In 1959, Stephen Rockefeller, son of New York Governor Nelson Rockefeller, married Anne-Marie Rasmussen, a maid who had worked at his family's Manhattan Hotel. Yeah, I I mean, a rich person married a maid before. I guess in that way it was based on a true story. The pink gown that J-Lo wears to the fundraising dinner is a vintage gown from the 1950s. This was stated by Jennifer to a contestant auditioning on American Idol. No, that's boring. Who cares about that? Sandra Bullock had expressed interest in the lead at one point, and Julia Roberts passed on the script early on. (laughs) It wasn't wasn't up to Julia's standards, to be fair, perhaps. The second time the casting of Sandra Bullock and Jennifer Lopez has crossed paths, Lopez previously replaced Bullock in Enough, 2002. I should have said that immediately after the other one about Sandra Bullock, but uh, that's interesting. Oh, here's another one about Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts' sister, Lisa Roberts Gillian, appears in most of Julia's films. Despite Roberts passing on this project, Gillian still appears in this film. I thought that was going to be one that didn't relate at all to the film. But okay, Julia Roberts' sister's in this film, even though Julia isn't. Julia isn't. This is the second time Jennifer Lopez took over a project from Minnie Driver, who turned it down. The first was The Wedding Planner. There you go, Minnie Driver. Wasn't interested. Nor in The Wedding Planner. I'm not sure how many movies Minnie Driver was doing there. Very picky, Minnie. Jeez. Oh, here's a very interesting fact. This film was voted 35th among Britain's favourite rom-coms in 2018. That was last year. I didn't cast a vote. But I reckon, yeah, about 35th, that seems fair. Not top 30, but it's all right. In the Spanish dubbed version, Bob Hoskins' character has the same dub player as Sir Anthony Hopkins in The Remains of the Day, 1993. Both are butler characters. Well, that should do it with the trivia. That's good stuff. Very interesting, Burjo. Good to hear it. Oh, my God. Goofs. Bloopers. Marissa's hair colour changes from dark brown to a couple of shades lighter throughout the film. I didn't notice that. No, all right. That's all right, then. I thought it was pretty good. It was pretty good. There was, yeah, like I said, next to no chemistry between Rafe and J-Lo and... Perhaps a questionable moral, if moral at all. But I kind of enjoyed it, you know? It was pretty good. (laughs) It was pretty good. All right, I'll talk to you some more in a second. See, I told you, it was just me.
Solid stint of me. Well done, you got through it. That's that. Episode 33, the film version. It's done. It's over. This is the end. You got through it. This bit of me doesn't count. It was the other bit of me that counted. You got through that, and I'm proud of you. I don't exactly have a soothing, peaceful-sounding voice. You know, it's a bit of hard slog to get through an episode of Just Me, and I, and I know that, and I value you for getting through it, for persevering, and for still being here right now. I know I said at the start that the people listening then were the heroes, the true legends, but it's you. It's you listening right now at the end. God, I don't know how many of you are. I can't be many still listening at this point, but I love you. I love you with all my heart. All right, thanks, JLo. Thanks so much for taking me on that adventure. I'm glad you got your man in the end and uh, kept your career as well, all whilst being a single mum. You're an absolute hero. And yeah, thanks again, guys. Thanks for listening. Spread the word. You can get a few more people listening. We've still got a, a bit of room. Still got some room for a few more. And if you haven't subscribed, hit that button. Hit the subscribe button. It's on. It's around here somewhere. You'll find it. You're a clever kid. And just keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. I love you loads. I'll be back with a new episode real soon, before you know it. Alrighty. You look after yourself, okay? Get back safely. You mean the world to me. See yous.